Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a Sunday school teacher who wanted to use the image of a squirrel to teach her, her, her kids, use that as an object lesson. So she asked the class, kids, who can tell me what's brown and has a bushy tail? And the kids just stared at her like, huh? She said, okay, what's brown and has a bushy tail and likes to climb trees? Nothing. Okay, I'll make it really easy. What's brown, has a bushy tail, likes to climb trees, and collects nuts and stores them for the winter? Nothing. So she says, I, kids, I know you know the answer. And this little girl raises her hand. She goes, well, teacher, I know the answer is Jesus, but that sounds like a squirrel to me. <laughs> I love Sunday school. As far back as I can recall, I remember being in Sunday school almost every Sunday. And I thank my parents for that, for, for making sure that I, I was in Sunday school regularly. And I still remember some of my classmates, my teachers, the songs that we sang, and even riding on a bus to get there sometimes. I, I also remember getting award pins for perfect attendance. You got these pins, and I wore them like medals to Sunday school. On my little suit coat jacket, I put those medals. Yeah, I know it's pretty pious, but whatever. You know, It was Sunday school, right? What I remember the most, though, about Sunday school were the Bible stories. I remember Moses and the Red Sea, David and Goliath, Daniel and the lion's den, all these great stories. And And back then, they had the greatest teaching tool of the time, possibly the greatest teaching tool ever. It was called flannel board or felt board. How many of you know what I'm talking about out there? Yeah, baby boomers and below, I I feel you here. Even before DVDs, VHS, maybe even before film strips, there was This was the teaching technology of the day. Teachers would tell a story, and they would put them up on the board. They'd put them up, you know, here's a cross. (coughs) Excuse me, here's a a Bible. Where do you go? Here's Jesus. (coughs) That's all we need is Jesus. (coughs) There, right? Teachers would tell these stories and use these pictures to put them up there as a visual aid. (coughs) Excuse me. You guys got me all choked up today. (coughs) Yeah. Um, When they would tell these stories, they were, oh, very good. You got something stronger? No. (laughs) (laughs) You keep that on the altar, right? Um, Teachers would tell these stories, and with with these pieces they put on the board, they would make these stories come alive. And you would remember them. And if you were lucky, the teacher would call you to come up, some of the kids to come up and put the, put the pictures up on, on, on the flannel board. This was a big deal. This was a great teaching tool. And I got one here. Yeah. Now I'm a two-fisted drinker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's already some up here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. That, that, that's going to help a lot. Well, the second scripture reading today, the epistle from Paul's second letter to Timothy, uh, reads like this, part of it. As for you, he says, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, 
knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, a purpose for Paul writing this letter to to Pastor Timothy was to encourage him and his congregation that the uh, that 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 they needed to keep on learning and believing. Okay, kind of the the sermon or the um, the the uh, um, gospel lesson. I know it's in there somewhere. The gospel lesson. It's kind of the message of that is keep on praying. Well, in the epistle here, it's it's keep on learning and believing. He's encouraging them because the, the the early church then they had it pretty tough. These new followers of Jesus, this new kind of religion called Christianity that was kind of kind of beginning to grow, they were being persecuted for their faith, even physically attacked. Some of them even being killed. And so Paul encourages Timothy and his church to continue in what they've learned as children. So what is it they've learned? What is it that they firmly believe in? As it says, Paul said, the sacred writings which make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on in verse 16. He says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that you may be complete and equipped. What is it that they've learned? They've learned the sacred scriptures. They've learned the stories. They've learned the good news of Jesus that gives them salvation. And they believe it. They firmly believe it. And they've learned it as children, some of them, and have grown up with this. And they firmly believe that their life and their eternal life comes from Jesus, from his suffering and his death on the cross and from his glorious resurrection from the dead. They've learned that the gift of Jesus gives to all believers God's grace and mercy and the forgiveness of their sins. And they've they've been justified by their faith in this. They needed to hear that, and we do too. We need God's grace and mercy and forgiveness because we're tempted... And that through Jesus, God has grace and mercy for you. Mm-hmm. Now, for many of you, you learned this. And you firmly believe it. You learned it even as, as children by flannel board or, or by whatever. Continue in that. Learn even more about that. Keep on learning. Keep on believing. How do you do that? Well, 
Go to church and Sunday school, okay? That's a great place to learn these things, right? <laughs> I've been to Redeeming Grace enough times to know that that is offered to you here. You're in good hands with the fix. And elders here who care about your, your, your spiritual growth, your, your learning, your firm believing. So, so gather here, come here, and continue learning and firmly believing. <clears throat> gather with others to hear the scriptures. Gather with others to study them. Gather at home with your family for devotion and prayer. And study scripture on your own to make your belief firm in them. Now, if you're a child, be thankful that your parents or whoever brings you to church and Sunday school to learn these things. Using flannel board or not, whatever. Be thankful that people bring you to hear these stories. Yeah, Paul encouraged Timothy and the church to continue in learning but he also encourages us today as well that the scriptures are profitable for your teaching, your reproof, your correction, and your training in righteousness. And they are to equip you, Paul says. The sacred writing, the scriptures are to equip you. Equip you for what? Okay? And Paul answers that in, in his writings in verse 3 of, of chapter 4. He says, the time is coming. When people will not endure sound teaching, but having <coughs> itching ears, he says, that's a great term, itching ears, they'll accumulate for themselves teachers to suit, suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. They'll wander off into playing with toys that aren't even there. That was awesome. There was a sermon written right there <laughs> during the children's message. That, that's great. The scriptures equip you to tell good teachings from bad and to equip you for difficult times. Yeah, the early church was having difficult times. They were having tough times. They were being persecuted. And in America today, Christians were... We're not really persecuted in that way on a large scale like the early church, but, but there are teachers in the world who are against the scriptures and teach against what you've been taught as a child and who are even against you, teachers who want to lead you away from the scriptures, teaching something contrary to what you maybe learned even as a child. They want you to forget and deny what you've learned and believe about Jesus. And this is especially so if any of you are in high school or in college, because you'll be exposed to so much that is against what you've been taught, what you've learned as a child. I see negative effects of this regularly on campus at, at UT, maybe Pastor Fick does too, and, and Pat there at, at Concordia. So keep learning. Keep believing. So that you firmly believe and are equipped to deal with this for your spiritual growth and your spiritual survival even. 
I call it on campus the, the, the disappearing faith. And kids come to campus with a great faith and, and, and it disappears. They don't exercise it. Sometimes college, I call it like, like, like a vacuum that sucks these teachers out of people. Now, Christians in America, again, we're not persecuted like the early church, but this kind of persecution does happen in other parts of the world. Terrible things that Christians endure, including death in parts of the Middle East, China, North Korea. And, and I don't claim to be a prophet, but it could come here. It could happen here. Maybe not for some of us, maybe for our children, grandchildren. Life could become much more difficult for Christians here. We need to be equipped for that. It may become not as easy to teach or to hear publicly what you learned as a child. You need to be learning them now. Time may come when you're not even allowed to have a copy of the Bible, the sacred scriptures that we have. You might not be allowed to even own a copy of it. You have to rely on your memory for it. Realize that all scripture, what you've learned as a child, what you've been learning and continue to learn, all of that is breathed out by God. Inspired by God. That's a term we often use for that. That breathed out says inspired. What we read, what we hear has come from God for our benefit. I mean, if, if the scriptures are God-breathed and God-given and God-inspired, how could we not want to be learning them, growing in them, to continue learning in them? We, we have direct divine inspiration from God, literally in our hands, in the scriptures. On, on, on paper, on, on your phone, your iPad, your notebook, or, or whatever. Use the help. Grow from them. They're called the sacred writings for, for, for a reason, because they're holy and special, beneficial for our forgiveness, for training in righteousness, for, for equipping us to deal with this world, to make you wise for salvation. I love that line in there, Paul said, that the scriptures make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And that, that's what we have in the sacred scriptures. As times may become tough here, when we really, really need to be firmly believing in what has been taught us. One of my favorite characters in the movies is, is, is Indiana Jones. Okay. Seems like he's always getting into these life and death predicaments in, 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 in his films, and always comes out okay, at least alive anyway. And, um, in, in, in one of his movies, he's facing one of these life and death situations that, that he has to make a decision about something to do here, and his adversary, who's putting him in, in, in this danger, says to him, "It's time to ask yourself just what you believe." How apropos for us today, in this day and age, to ask ourselves, just what do I believe? 
What is it I've learned? What is it I've been taught from my days as a child? And I encourage you to keep learning and believing that. If you wise into salvation, to know the forgiveness of your sins in Christ. And remember, we taught it to you. Your pastor, your Sunday school teacher, your parents, other family members, whoever, remember to give thanks to them and to God for the salvation that the sacred scriptures bring to us in Christ. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God